Welcome to the Unsuccess Podcast, a podcast where we talk about faith and ministry here in Portland, Oregon. I'm David Libby. And I am Josh Hawk. The and other I, day. I nailed that intro. It was mm, fast. That was beautiful. Your, was, your beats were. Uh, yeah, well, because I'm, I'm drinking coffee. Like, we, right. we record these the two. We record these two at a time. Um, Shh. And don't, so. Don't let out our secret. Oh, no, this is live. <laughs> You're listening to the words we're saying right now. No, we record them two at a time, and I start drinking coffee at the beginning of the first episode. So if you've noticed that every up other episode I'm hyper, that's that's why. <laughs> uh, we have spent the last seven episodes talking about uh, the church and kind of deconstructing church on this podcast. And uh, our special third season called yeah, COVID-19. Just right? due to the fact that like we're not at church, and so we've been we've kind of been alone in our bedrooms sort of thinking about the church and like what what, what problems and, what yeah. what problems we have with it we like this is a time where you get really 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 inside your head and so we're we thought well let's do this live on on tape and so yeah um yeah and so or like earlier i, I forget what what episode it was but i mentioned this e- minimal ecclesiology and so like those are fancy words for what's the what's the minimum for a thing to be a church um and and we've when when you hear of new churches i mean david you're part of a denomination uh denomination non-denomination denomination that you know in its roots said we we just want to go back to the basics and we're just going to be the christian church um, or yeah. one of the other streams is just the disciples of christ like we're just going to be disciples and well basically okay um, so what happened there were um uh, like 1,800 years of church history, and then um, finally some uh, a couple of guys came along and were like, um, we're going to do church like Jesus wanted us that's to, right. unlike all these other churches, and so that's what we're doing now. Yeah, you're doing church like Jesus wanted. Yeah, to do. we, we're doing church like Jesus as opposed to all these other and, denominations. And that's, you know, recently I've been in conversation with, with some of our members, you know, of, you know, like, wait, what, what is church? And the way that we're doing church right now is it's, it's different. I mean, everything's virtual and so it's different. And then can we, as we change things, it doesn't feel right for some of us. Um, and so we push back and like, no, I just want, I want a traditional church, a good old, I just want to be like church. Like it's always been. And David, that doesn't actually exist. Um, you know, as we look at church... I'm, excuse me, sir. Are you telling me that people didn't line up in rows and buttoned up shirts in the first century? Or even you go back before that, you look at like worship has... Worship changes and evolves and adapts and like depending on the culture, depending on where you are, depending on what season, what what era you're in. Um, and so you, even when you look at... When you look at the first century, when you look at a New Testament church, um, it doesn't there. It's there's not a one size fits all, and the church in um, uh, the church in Corinth is different than the church in Jerusalem. Like they looked very different, and um, you have the Gentile church, which looks incredibly different than the the Jewish Christians who you know met. Um, you just it's. 
it, it, it's different. And so when we say like, oh, I, I want a an axe church or like, let's go back to the, let's go back to how Jesus, you know, established it and Jesus wanted it. And um, it it's not as black and white, I think, as people assume. Um, but we, we so quickly grow accustomed to the way that we do things and we just assume that that is what church is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We know we uh, a quote unquote traditional church is what we grew up with or what we know or what we assume or what we see on TV. Yeah. Right. And so like in order to do church, we have to gather together in a building and sit in rows and we have a a pastor up front who preaches to us and then we we sing and we have a worship band or we have a piano and an organist or some a music leader who's up front who's leading the congregation in in worship and we go that that's church that's the church of my childhood that's what church is supposed to be like it's supposed to be a sermon that's given to us um, this is kind of like it's actually a newer concept in in church history um, when you look at the first century church you didn't really have sermons per se. Um, and, but there's, there's teaching. There's always been teaching and it just looks different in different ways and in different times. And I think we are experiencing a big shift from like a, a, a modernity mindset, um, to like a more of a postmodern. So like we are going from rational thought to, more, um, not irrational, but, um, more abstract thought. And, you know, instead of thinking of things in theories, we think of things in like images and motifs and, um, and it's, it's just, it's different, David. It's not, there's not a right way or a wrong way to do church. And, and I think that, that is my biggest takeaway, I guess, during during this season, um, during the see this podcast season, but even more than that, during this COVID season in which, you know, the gathering, um, the physical gathering of a church has been, um, you know, taken away from us. Um, ch- church, church hasn't been closed. And there's been a distinction that's been made there by a number of pastors. Like, no, the church is actually still alive and well, and we're still active in the community. We're still actually praying and we're worshiping God. It's just in different ways. And that might not feel right for some of us um, because it's not what we, you know, expect from church. Um, And that's, that's okay. You know, like we can we can go back to, you know, in a lot of ways, what, how church feels, um, you know, we can go back to that and again, to meet together and we can even, you know, sit in, in rows and listen to a sermon and, 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 you know, participate in music. That's not bad, but that's not the, the right way to do church. Um, No, no. Yeah. And so that's, I guess my biggest takeaway during this time is that, there's not actually a one size fits all church model. Um, does it does it inspire you then to um, switch up what you do, or does it make you look more critically at the things that you do? Or is there, yes, okay, how so? 
well, like it inspires me to, to do both. Like it actually, I've actually like been revigorated to like, wow, you know, the way that we've been doing things is might be fine. There's like, maybe there's actually nothing wrong with it, but then it also inspires me to take a critical look and to reexamine and to say, wow, I don't have to do, or we don't have to do things the way that we've always done it as well. So there is, I think what I'm experiencing is a, a freedom from a certain expression, I guess, um, a freedom from that. Um, does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, how, uh, how do we make sure that we're constantly mm. taking a critical look at the church? Like that, that's the thing we can do that right now because we're not there. Right. And so it's easier to look from the outside, but how do we, uh, how do we, how do we, that into like the, how do we work this, the good of this COVID season into our normal day to day when we're just doing our stuff like normal how do we uh constantly remember to take a critical look do we do we do like jim henderson used to do and uh pay atheists to come to his church yeah i've i've always that's a real story by the way yeah i've always been intrigued by that and i you know yeah it i actually would do us well i actually Um, think we need to talk to him he's he's done some bonkers things and but yeah to to bring in outsiders whether you pay them or not. I'm like, I've got friends who, you know, aren't in the church who I wouldn't have to pay them to come to church, but I could, you know, ask them, Hey, will you come and and give a critical eye for this? But David, I've, you know, the words that stick to my mind is a season of listening. And we've talked about that in our church merger conversation. Like, Oh, we're going to go into a season of listening. Um, I think it's pressing into that and trying. I've talked to you know some pastors and leaders who they have they have done that. They have put in this season of listening into the rhythms of their church every year, um, and so just to have some intentionality of just just listening and observing, um, and practically, I don't know, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works i think again it's going to be different for each context um but definitely there needs to be some intentionality probably i would say on a on a yearly on an annual basis um you know just to examine um examine those things i think of i think it's psalm 139 where david says you know search my heart oh god and see if there be any impure ways any any impure things in me i think as you know as a church community we need to be doing that regularly whatever regularly looks like yeah yeah i think so um i just don't know if i'm gonna do it (laughs) i that's that's what I worry about. Like, do we do we come back from all of this, and do we just go back to business as usual? And that's that's kind of what I fear. Like, I don't I don't want. I I'm pretty inspired right now to make sure that our our focus is not on the um, the building or the programs because honestly, I couldn't care less. Like right now. I don't I don't care too much if our church has money. Like if we never get money again and I have to take up a different job and just sort of do this on the side, 
it's fine. Like I, I'm okay with that. If our, if if we didn't have a building, yeah, that sucks. But I'll be fine. If we, if we tried to um, pull apart our programs, cool. That sounds great to me. Um, I'm sort of still in like really deconstruct all of this mode. Um, I also know that the way we've done church is so familiar and so comfortable. It's like a nice pillow after you've been camping mm. all the time, and then you get uh, in your normal you bed and, yeah. with your normal pillow, and you're like, oh, yeah, and then you go to sleep, and then everything's normal again. And I don't, I don't know if I want normal again. I think mm. normal has a lot of issues. Um, normal, I want a comfortable pillow. It's a comfortable pillow. No, I want a comfortable pillow. Nah, nah. I want to rock. I don't want to sleep in a tent for the rest of my life. <laughs> but we, we don't. But th- that's the thing. Like we don't actually want to rock. Um, that's not sustainable. But you let you you sleep a night with a rock, and then it causes you to reevaluate that soft pillow that you have. Yeah. And so I I. I David, I think it's an essential that we somehow figure out how to sleep on a rock on a regular basis. Yeah, maybe. Um, I I don't want to live. I don't want to live on a rock, but it's important for us to be challenged. And I I, I think a key for for a, a key component is that we surround ourselves with people who disagree with us. Um. And so, like, check, check your relationships. If, if your relationships are only with people who agree with you, you'll never be challenged. Um, yeah. We were talking about this earlier, yeah. about, like, the living in an echo chamber. Um, it's important. It's not important. I think it's critical and essential um, for us to, to, um, to have people in our lives who will disagree with us and who will push back. Yeah. Yeah. Echo chambers are not Christian. That like I'm o I'm comfortable saying that. Like if if you just want to surround yourself with people who believe and think like you and not have anything to do with anyone else, that is an anti Christ way of living. Yeah. Because um, that will breed complacency, and complacency is n- is never okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, like that. Well, and it doesn't it doesn't change the world. It doesn't do crap for the world if you're just surrounding yourself with people who believe and think like you. That doesn't that doesn't well, impact the world at all. Frankly, it doesn't impact you either. It doesn't like, impact it doesn't you either. Allow you to grow and to change. Right, and to continue right. To transform. And so, yeah, we do need people around us that disagree with us. Um, I, you you talked about how um, deconstructing everything isn't sustainable, and that word sustainable is just grating on me right now. Like, do I don't know if I care about sustainable. I like I want people to find Jesus, and I want people to connect with um, uh, God or the divine in whatever way that looks like um, through through prayer, through silence, through connection with other um, believers, through like um, uh, through time in the Word. I, I want that. Um, I don't know if I care so much right now if they stay at one church for 15 years. 
I don't, I don't think that matters. I don't think that matters as much to God. I think Christian community matters to God, but, um, but I think that can be found, um, not in a traditional church building. And, um, that, that's how I feel right now. And it can also be found in a it can also building. it can also be found in a traditional church building, but I think that sustainability becomes way more important to us as pastors than um, at, at times than the um, actually getting people to connect with Jesus because mm-hmm. the um, the sustainability is what keeps us in business. Yes. Yeah, well, the sustainability of I'm what? here to piss you off. Like that's that's my goal. <laughs> the sustainability of like the the organization or the institution of the church, then yes, I can agree with you. But like the sustainability of a community or the sustainability of um our own, you know, mental or spiritual health. Right. Um, and and I don't want to I don't want to spin this as I want to baptize you and send you on your way cuz like that all that does is breed um Christians who like don't like they believe in God but um like don't it doesn't really impact their life cuz they're not being challenged at all like yeah. that that I don't um don't at all agree with that um, way of thinking. I like. I've been intrigued by this um, this group of people who's in our area who they do church, but they do it way differently than us. And it's more of it's kind of like a house church way of thinking. But I've I've also like they're all just friends and they hang out all day and they kind of walk around as a group. Um, they're like they're really seriously in community with one another, but it's not like for the sake of the thriving of their institution. It's um, it's only all about relationship, and um, I I've been really taken by that. I don't like they all they all work other jobs other than the church because like that way isn't quote unquote sustainable, but I I've been really intrigued by that because I'm the pastor of a church. They brought me in to be their pastor. They pay me. I'm like, I deeply care about and love these folks. Um, but they didn't know me from Adam when I came in and I didn't know them. Like I didn't know any of them. And, um, and so it was more of like a, forced community building for the sake of the institution. Yeah, I man, I'm I'm coming I'm coming to a point I think in more and more things in life that it's not an either or but it's a both and and this is what I see in the church too that we I've talked with people we mentioned micro churches you know I've talked with people who are in this micro church movement who they said I'm done with the institution of the church like it that's wrong and micro churches these small micro expressions of church are the way of the future and this is what Jesus really meant and Jesus this is what God's design is and I can never be part of an institution of the church. I think when we do that, we're we're missing a point where 
Um, and yeah, I think well, we're getting... I mean, to be fair, the like people said that when the mega church movement was absolutely moving, they said this is the way of Jesus. Yep. So it's like and, people are always so going to say that. We're, yeah, you're always going to say that. But like, let's just take take a minute. Let's go back again to look at the church in Jesus' time or after Jesus, I guess that um, that first century. You have in in Acts it says you know like they met together and they sold all their possessions and they were like they were a community and we see kind of the expression of this house church is this like this community of of people that we see modeled in the book of acts but what we often fail to remember is that they never forwent for gone um their jewish worship like they this is a body of jews who now there's this new christian expression of doing life together in a new way but they still went to the temple every day for corporate prayer and and worship and um and then the sabbath worship was complete that never went away in the book of acts we just we don't see it highlighted but it's still present in in the jewish christians the gentile christians i have to assume didn't go to Jewish worship on a regular basis. Um, but that temple worship is still there. And so I don't, I don't see it as an either or, but like these expressions are, they are good and they are Christ-like and they are Christian and they are expressions of the church. But there also is an expression that, you know, the, the, the way that we st- see church or the way that many churches function today is modeled after the temple worship. And, you know, we have that all going all the way back to the tabernacle and, you know, Moses in the wilderness. Um, That is how our church buildings are essentially set up and structured um, after this model that's given by God to the, the, the people in the old Testament. Um, and so that is that expression has been around, you know, for thousands and thousands of years, predates Christ and postdates Christ. You know, like we, it's it's the same corporate worship that that we have, and that doesn't negate, it shouldn't negate the the importance of being together and having these micro expressions and um, justice. Justice is a huge component of of the church um, of God's people. Um, but it it's, doesn't have to be either or. Um, and what I'm seeing more and more, what I'm realizing more and more is that, like, again, there's not a one size fits all, um, but there are different expressions. And can we, can we as Christians get to the point where we don't have to feel like, or we don't have to say that our expression is the right way, um, but instead we can say, wow, this is how, this is how I've experienced God in this expression, and it is beautiful. And I can acknowledge that you have experienced God in maybe a, a home church or a micro church, a different expression. Um, and and there's there doesn't have to be a right way or a wrong way. I mean, there are wrong ways, and there are right ways, but there doesn't have to be one right way and one wrong way. Right. Yeah, um, I guess I guess my last question for you. You promise? Yeah, because this is the question that I still am am wrestling with. 
and I have been throughout this entire series. You ask it, and I'll answer it, and then it'll be solved. How do you feel about the church right now? Hmm. <laughs> that's that's what I've been uh, wrestling with a lot because I, um, I'm I'm at a place right now where I hate and despise what the church is, and and I also love the church but I don't like it, but I do like it and I want it to change. And I also, um, am afraid for it to change. And I, I know that, um, changing it would possibly hurt the beautiful utopia I have at my church, but I also, the um, beautiful utopia. Yeah. It's not a utopia. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a bunch of scrappy little people who fight with each other and um, love Jesus, but yeah, it's beautiful in in very different ways. It's a it's a cool group of people. We have fun, but it's um, it's it's nice and it's comfortable. And they're like, I want to just tear it all down, and I also um, want it to stay exactly the way it is. And I really don't know how to feel about the church. Hmm. How do you feel about the church? <laughs> David, I am learning to let go. Um, and I am often reminded that it's not it's not my church, it's not your church, it's not even our church. It's God, it's God's church. And if we really believe that the church is the bride of Christ, then we can't actually destroy it or tear it down. We can destroy or and or leave it. Like we can destroy certain expressions, but but the church, like church is way above us beyond us um and so thinking about i don't know like the sovereignty of god the church is i think like religious expression has been around since the beginning of time yeah. it's always been here yeah. we're we're not gonna, we we can't mess it up um like it's and and we 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 actually were quite naive and to say like oh well wow i discovered on this like here it is i found the answer this is how you know we're going to worship this is what all eternity is going to be like um hmm. yeah and quite frankly when people <laughs> when people say uh that heaven's going to be just like church but all the time we're going to sing and praise god i'm like i don't know if i want to be there like <laughs> Like, yeah. like, uh, an hour a week is great, but all the time feeling like the church I go to that, that's too much. If it's just like my normal church, hmm. I can't do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, so what I'm, I'm saying is I think heaven's going to be different. What? He- oh, man. I hope so. I will never forget my dad telling me as a kid, as I was having some anxiety about, eternity and I couldn't wrap my mind around it and and I was just anxious anxiousness um you know not necessarily fear or anything but and I couldn't sleep and he came into my bedroom and he said Josh I don't have the answers but all I know is that heaven is going to be better than anything you can imagine um and I've I've just clung to that you know you know, 30 years later, still like, wow. I So it'll have a Sega Genesis and a Super Nintendo? And a PlayStation. Whoa. 
No. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. It, well, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a place where Apple computers and IBM's coexist. IBM? Are they still a thing? <laughs> uh, what's the opposite of a, a Windows? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Apple computers and everybody Apple else. and Android. That's current. There you go. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, this, David, I have, uh, the letting go, I guess, is is the best that that I can answer. I'm getting to this place where where I I've been able to kind of let go of of the church or hold loosely is probably the better term, not let go. Um but to be able to to appreciate the expressions in in whatever way that they come and so the last couple months and the virtual expressions of corporate gathering like i've learned to be able to appreciate those um to experience god in those i look forward to Mm -hmm. meeting together again um but it's not because meeting together again is better than the way that we've been doing it or because meeting together in the way that we do is the right way um but it's it's learning to again just kind of hold loosely and um, and to realize that different people that God that God works with different people in different expressions, I guess that mm-hmm. you know, like I can do one service and it speaks to somebody. We just had this experience this last week, where it it really really speaks to the core of somebody, and they their heart is really moved, and they experience God in that. And somebody else is like, "This isn't church." And then the same is true. Then the next week, that other person is like, "Wow, that that felt like church." And that I I experienced God's spirit and presence there. And another person is like, "Huh, it, it is okay, but um, I I didn't feel feel Jesus there." And so it's like it <laughs> expressions change, uh, and they're different. And I look at like my own preferences. My own preferences have changed over the years, and they change from week to week too. Um, yeah, and that's okay. I and like if I put all the weight, man, David, if I put all the weight of what church should be based on my preferences, like God help us. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And that's not sustainable. Or like sustainable. Uh, I need to find a different word, I guess. But um, no, I I think I think the word is fine. Um, what I'm hearing is actually kind of beautiful. I, I've been joking this whole run of episodes about how like we're going to deconstruct everything and then end and we're not going to wrap anything up. And what I'm hearing is, um, is actually sort of a, a nice bow to this whole thing. Um, we, we've deconstructed a lot of church together and what I'm hearing you say is that's, that's okay. Like it's okay if the things we know, the way we do quote unquote do church kind of falls apart and, and we express Mm. our worship in a different way. That's okay. If the way we do singing is different in the future, that's okay. If the way we do children's ministry in the future or don't do children's ministry in the future, um, that's okay. Uh, if if the way we uh, minister to youth is different, that's okay. Like 
whatever connects us to the heart of God. Yeah. Oh, boom. There you go. That's o- that's okay. And I think um, that's the key. Like what, that, what connects us to the heart of God. And that the the um, the things that we've done for so many years in our um, uh, mostly white evangelical churches are are not like the be all end all. But they're not necessarily bad. If we're right. connecting uh, to the heart of God, then that's great. If we need to change something because it's more about our own preferences or our ego or our pride, then yeah, we can change them. That's okay too. Um, like it, it's not it's not evil to go one way or another. It's just um, it's just a different expression, and that's fine. And we can hold loosely to the to what we know as church. And still be comfortable that um, that what we're doing is right and the way we're living is right. Hmm. So what I'm saying is, um, we're starting a new church in which <laughs> we um, we lie on the floor um, in our underwear and we <laughs> throw uh, hay into the air and sing chants. And um, we light candles, but then we take the candles and we light the carpet on fire. And that's that's our expression of worship. So remember how I said there isn't one right way or one wrong way, but there are <laughs> wrong ways. <laughs> I, I think that we could consider that would be a wrong way. <laughs> if you're... If that's the way that you connect to the heart of God, more power to you. But no, we are not starting a church like that. We are not starting the um, uh, lighting carpets on fire church of God. Like that's not going to be a thing. That's right, David. At the, at the end of the day, it's it's you know what's at the heart. What's at the heart of you know the underlying. As we strip everything away, what is what is left, um, and. And that's that's what matters, you know. Like God, I've heard it from the beginning. So like as a kid, that God looks at the heart, not at the outward expression, and um, and that man, that that's where it's at. So so check your heart, and like yourself. where where are you? I and quoting my dad again. I remember him saying that he could worship. He could worship at a modern worship concert or he could worship within Oregon playing hymns. And he says, because it's deeper than the expressions, but that there is there's a, a heart issue. And when, when our heart is right with God, then, then the expressions don't matter as much. Yeah. And yeah. so whether you're part of a big church, small church, whether you have ministries or not, whether you get paid or whether you don't get paid, whether you're a house church, whether like, man, um, don't get caught up in the expressions and uh, realize that expressions come and go and change and evolve and, and generations, it's probably more generational. Um, and there's not one right way or one wrong way. Um, but there is the, it, if your heart is in the wrong place, then no expression will ever fix that and change that. Um, yeah. That's so. good. That's great. Um, well, tell us what you think. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. It's Unsuccess Pod. 
Um, we're we're excited for our next season, and um, that should be coming up actually pretty soon. We're gonna we're gonna shoot some episodes here and um, and get those out to you. But we we appreciate you for coming along on this ride. Um, if you have if you have other um, ideas or other thoughts about how um, the church should be deconstructed or different different things about the church that um or if you want to be a guest on the show that just don't make sense yeah if you want to be a guest man we 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 we, we, want to talk to you we take everybody (laughs) we're yeah we take everybody that's not a bash at all that's not all of the guests that we've had we've had all of our guests oh yeah super amazing there's been some amazing stuff we like honestly, this whole thing started because we kind of wanted to hear about um, unique and different kinds of ministries, and um, and as we as we hear more stories, like uh, at least for me, my idea of what a faith walk is is broadening like a lot, and it's yeah. it's been really cool to hear some of these things. So, um, yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know what you think about church, what you hate about church, what you like about church, what why you think. Um, the church is either the hope of the world or the um, the um, the reason that there are problems with the world. Because quite frankly, um, you could make that case very strongly. I think it happened um, uh, after the Catholic Church's um, uh, scandal in the early two thousands. Like there, there was a very good case to be made that the church was the problem with the world and there's still a pretty good case now. So what, what are some of the things that we haven't talked about that we need to be thinking about? Mm. Um, let us know We're um, uh, we're here, we're chatting. So um, get in touch with us and we will see you next time on the unsuccess podcast. <laughs>